כתובות דף י"ז עמוד א', דיפלומסי אנד קרטסי, קלה, נאה וחסודה. We're often plagued by the boundary line of between being diplomatic and courteous and being honest and truthful. Uh, we understand the importance of being truth in, truthful in tomorrow's Gemara. We're going to be learning about the centrality uh, of, of truthfulness and the, the centrality of integrity. Uh, and yet there are times where in order to be kind to somebody, in order to be courteous and diplomatic, uh, one has to deviate a little bit from, from pure, pure truth. What are those boundaries that uh, determine when it is that, that we have to be absolutely honest no matter what? And how it offends people and when we've got to be very careful not to hurt people not to offend people if, even if there's a, so to say a, a compromise to our honesty and that is the topic of the Gemara uh, starting at the bottom of the previous omelet and going on to Da Zion where the Gemara brings the statement of Hazal uh, in in Kala how do you dance before the bride how do you dance at a wedding and of course the Gemara is not going into the question of Uh, the, the choreography of the dancing. You dance however you want to dance. It has to be spontaneous. But what it's doing, is, what it's talking about, says Rashi, Ketzat Meraktim, Ma Omrim Lefanah. What is it that we say before the Kala? What is the message we're conveying? What, what is the energy we're projecting towards the Kala in our dance? What's the, uh, the subtext of our dancing? And, and if we're speaking to her and singing to her, what are we saying? And Beit Shammai says, Kala Kamochehi, you just tell it as it is, how she is, which Tosfut means, it doesn't mean you talk about negative qualities, but you find something positive to talk about in the case of the Kala. You generalize and you talk about how beautiful she is and how um, amazing her midota, her character is, 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 is wonderful. She is wonderful. And, and so you amplify the positive points considerably. Uh, Beit Shammai then challenged Beit Hila. We have a record now of a conversation between the school of Beit Shammai And the school of Beit Hillel, where Beit Shammai says, So imagine if she's lame or blind, ugly in any kind of a way. Uh, you're going to sing in front of her what a beautiful bride she is. Are we not told not only that you have to tell the truth, but you have to distance yourself from anything that is false and untrue? How could you honestly stand before a kala who's so distorted in her Uh, in the way she appears and talk about her as a kala na'a v'chasuda. Amru lahem b'shilel b'shama, so b'shilel answers and says, l'divrechem, mi shalakach mekach ramin ashuk yishavchenu b'enav v'yaganenu b'enav. If a person invested in, in a property or bought something in the market and comes to ask your opinion, uh, and we're not talking about a, an expert opinion, he's not coming to ask you to evaluate and critique what he's bought. He just says, what do you think of my new purchase? Surely you're not going to run it down, you're not going to criticize it and talk about how negative it is. Surely, you, surely you'll say, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, have a lot of mazel and brocha with it. Isn't that what, what you're going to say? And, and Tosfer says, Beshamai agrees with that, there's no question about that. Except Beit Hillel extends it and says, That's the meaning of the Chazal, that you've got to always... Be able to engage in a way in, with society in a way that is comfortable. One needs to be able to be part of, of society and to function within society and to be critical and, and super honest. When people are just having social talks, somebody says, what do you think of my dress? What do you think of my garden? What do you think of the new car I bought? 
to start engaging in criticism is not the way to encourage intersocial relationships. And we've got a principle of and Beit Shammai agrees with that, says Tosfos, that when it comes to a purchase, you will uh, be you know, talk positively in every way that you can. But Beit Shammai says, Chazal won't require you. We're talking about Ketzad Merakned, what should one say? This is not just a, a general description of what happens at a wedding. This is Chazal telling us how to conduct ourselves at a wedding. Chazal will never prescribe dishonesty. And even though in your own interpersonal life it's accepted that you will sometimes sugarcoat the truth in order not to offend and hurt hurt people, if you believe that they don't really want to know the truth, if, of course, if they really want to know the truth, you have to give them the truth. But if you believe that they really just want affirmation and validation, then you give them the validation and the affirmation. That's in social relationships. But says Beit Shammai, the, the Torah would not, and Chazal would not be metakem, they would not legislate that you've got to do something that is in any way false. And therefore, at a wedding, it's not possible that the Chazal would be metakem, that the, that the rabbis would have decreed that that's the way to conduct yourself, and this is what you what you have to say. Um, uh, rather, you've, uh, you've you've got to just be honest as it is, says Beit Shammai, and Beit Hillel says, no, you've got to find a way to to, to to couch the truth in a way that is acceptable and the way that that is pleasing. This links in quite a bit with the Medrash at the beginning of Breshit when Hashem decides to create uh, mankind or humankind. Uh, and the Medrash tells us that the different uh, angels, the different groups and forces in Shamayim gathered together and they had quite a debate. Uh, th- there were some who said, who were in favor of creating humankind and the other who were not afraid of, of creating humankind. And it's referenced in the Apostle in Tehillim, uh, chapter 85, uh, the kindness and truth met Righteousness and peace kissed one another, and the Medrash says that kindness says you should uh, a human being should be created. We should create humankind because they do kindness. And Emmet says, but they're not truth truthful. They're full of lies. We shouldn't. It, it won't be an enhancement to the world to bring them into the world. Righteousness says they should because they do tzedakot. They do tzedakah, righteous things. Shalom says, but they're full of arguments. There are always fights and disagreements. That's not going to enhance the world. And eventually. Hashem throws emet out so that there's a majority in favor. And the Medrash discusses that the, the angel said to him, how can you throw emet out? Emet is the, the essence of who you are, Hashem. Truth is the essence of who you are. How can you remove truth from the debate in order to get a majority? But what we do see here is the idea that in the contest between kindness and truth, Kindness wins, not because truth is unimportant, but because emet as the Medrash goes on to explain, people have to find a way to be able to convey the truth in ways that are kind. And again, there are people who will ask for the truth and, and, and they can handle direct uh, feedback. Although I must tell you, in my experience, I've had many people who've said, please give it to me as it is, give me direct feedback, tell me the truth. And and when I do, it's very painful for them and often they can't take the truth. And, and one learns from that, that even if people say they want the truth, it's got to be delivered with kindness. 
It's got to be delivered with sensitivity. And depending on how much of the truth they really want, and again, the person who says, do you like my dress or my card? They don't want the truth. They just want you to say, yes, it's beautiful. Uh, and there's something beautiful about it, clearly, otherwise that person wouldn't have bought it. And, and so you affirm the beauty which they found in that, which they saw in it. Um, but there are times when the person wants an, an honest critique. What do you think of this? How would you evaluate it? And unless he's coming to you in a professional capacity where you have to be absolutely honest, one has to be able to deliver the, the hard news in a way that can be heard, in a way that is kind and in a way that is peaceful. And that's the Hiddish of, of, Hila, of Beit Hillel here. Beit Hillel is not suggesting that you lie. Beit Hillel is not suggesting that you market this color, in, this, this bride, in a way that is deceitful, in a way that is misleading and distorted. All that Beit Hillel is saying, focus on the good points, highlight the good points. You don't have to mention the negatives. People can draw their own conclusions about the negatives. But focus on the good points and highlight the good points. Just as when somebody buys something, you do that. Because that's that's how you build connection with people. That's how you build relationships with people. Not by being super, super honest when they're too sensitive to be able to handle that honesty. The time to be really honest is with ourselves. And as with many midot, Rabbi Salanta would say, that there are some midot where you, that you have to choose the one extreme when you're dealing with others and the other extreme when you're dealing with yourself. So with others, you've got to sugarcoat the truth and emphasize kindness. With yourself, though, you've got to emphasize truth and forget the sugarcoating, just see things as they, as they really are and as they truly are, so that we can develop ourselves in a way that is emet, in a way that is true. But when we're interacting with other people, important it is to be able to present the truth, to give people feedback, and to be honest in that feedback, but to package it in a way that the other person can hear it, accept it, and not be destroyed by it.